Welcome into Campo and Joe. Great to be with you, especially all of Duval. Joe C. from XL Primetime, a man, Dave Campo, former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, longtime assistant in the National Football League and the college game, including right here in Duval. And coach, we're counting it down, okay? This is Tuesday, two weeks out. Two weeks, two days, right? Two weeks to go. Wow. And that means people got to start zeroing in on their draft choices. Will you show them the note cards? Uh, You have a pot. Just hold up that one right there. Okay. The man has got twice as many note cards leading up to the draft this week. And I'm guessing maybe more next week as you get closer to to finally filling out this draft. Well, I'm such an old timer. Yeah, I don't have is. a computer. Yeah, well, that's there's no problem with that. But uh, the Graham Cam coming in, Spielberg <laughs> making sure that people get to see all the hard work the coach puts in, uh, which is just awesome. All right. Now, that's what it's all about, is trying yeah. to give your team as many possibilities when it comes to the draft. Now, all those paper and draft choices that you've created, that's about as many possibilities with the number one overall pick right now. Doesn't it seem well, that way? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of uh, rankings, you know, mm-hmm. where, where guys sit and how yeah. far down you can go uh, before you get out of the first round grade type of a situation. And, yeah. you know, it's just uh, gives me an idea of what's, what's happening. Well, well, I love it. Before we get to, like Mel Kuyper, for example, put out another mock, two-round mock, where you can get to where, where he... Uh, number 24 overall where he has the Jaguars going. But then, you know, just to give folks an idea of what that is all about, the analysis that you personally go through to try and zero in on where you think prospects should should rank. Well, first of all, you know, there are 100 mock drafts. So you you try to, you know, kind of see where guys are at and get an idea of where, you know, where they kind of fit. For example, uh, the 24th pick, you may have 10 uh, mocks and – Seven of them might have the same guy there, so you got to figure that there's a chance with that they might go in that direction. But what I try to do is I watch as much YouTube mm-hmm. as I can on the on the guys that I kind of fit into a group of four or five guys that right. might be available at that time, and and you know kind of get my own opinion on it. But it's just like anything else. You've heard me say a hundred times, the scouts see tons and tons of film. Right. I'm watching two games maybe you mm-hmm. know so what i say is taken with a grain of salt because you know i'm not getting the same look as yeah. as a, as a, the scouts are and then even go beyond that the scouts do all that work you watch two games which is every bit of the tape for those two games which means it's good and bad other people maybe even me throw on the youtube and you all you see are highlights right okay exactly. and then maybe you make a judge judgment or a determination on a guy with just highlights i'm watching miles murphy from clemson earlier i looked at you i'm like coach this guy's a ball player well right. every good play is every good play and there wasn't a whole lot of negative tape that you're going to see on a highlight reel but still it, it makes it makes the decision that you have to make very very tough well that's why you know when when they do the this last couple of weeks, they've been going through every player in a draft mm-hmm. by position, and they've had the position players in, uh, excuse me, the position coaches in mm-hmm. with uh, the the guys that are making the decisions, right. with the coordinators, all that. A, a defensive coach is great. He puts a grade on those guys. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a DB. I'm putting a grade on the DB. I'm putting a grade on the DB with three tapes. The scouts have watched his junior tape, his senior tape, mm-hmm. uh, watched him in workouts, 
Uh, you know, so it can't just be the defensive back coach making a decision on a guy. It's got to be a compilation of all the different people that have seen him. And that's what goes on up on that draft board. It comes down to you've got all these grades put together and then the decision makers make the final Here's where we're putting them, right here. Right, and that's right. what is going on right now over there. All right, so we're going to get to the Jags as far as some of the mocks are concerned out there. But let's at least go to the top of the board. Thankfully, Jacksonville's not at the top of the board. Thankfully, after back-to-back years of picking number one, they have their quarterback. They don't have to worry about it. Still a little bit of a question mark next to Trayvon Walker's name, but thankfully they're picking 24th. So Mel Kiper kicks out his most recent. This is the right. 4.0. And... He flip-flops his top two picks. He puts Bryce Young in that number one spot with the Carolina Panthers. And I just want to read one little uh, uh, little snippet here. He says, this is Mel, quarterback, Carolina coach, Frank Reich, trying to make the decision. He said he's worked over with the past decade a lot of different guys with physical molds. He says, I've heard too many rumblings about the front office and coaches liking Young and my pal Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter believe Young is the guy as well. So now there's starting to be a consensus with about two weeks to go. Do you believe that's when the consensus, maybe when things start to come out of the building, that kind of give you a true picture of what they're going to do? I, I, you know, I think the national guys, uh, you know, they're not going to hit every guy. But the national guys have enough contacts with, you know, nobody's... Perfect as far as, uh, you know, uh, not letting anything leak. Right. There's going to be some leaks, and especially to some sports writers that have a really good relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Rick Goslin, who uh, Goose, they call him Goose Goslin, Mm -hmm. for many years put out the top 100 players. Okay. He doesn't do it anymore, but he did. You could, I could have closed my eyes and made a pick and put my finger on a guy, mm-hmm. and it would be pretty close to where the guy was going to be picked. Yeah, and it's because he had so many sources around mm-hmm. the league. So when you get a national guy starting to hear rumblings, that means that he's talked to somebody right. and a few other people, and you know, uh, they have a pretty good idea. And mm-hmm. and you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. You know, the thought was Frank Reich has worked with big guys. He's coached them well to success. Even Carson Wentz, he had the most success with Carson Wentz as the offensive coordinator up in Philly and when he was the head coach in Indianapolis. But if you're looking at all the intangibles along with the tangibles, Bryce Young, it's still going to be a, a roll of the dice. He's five foot 10, 204 pounds. He, in, in, in the NFL world, that sounds kind of small, right? And he's going to have to roll the dice on that part. Of that it. is a dice roll, yeah. And and you know that would be my only concern because when you look at those two guys, and I've watched those two guys, mm-hmm. okay. Stroud has a a good upside. Mm-hmm. Stroud does a lot of good things, okay. But Bryce Young is almost complete. You know, you 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 can see Stroud have some really bad games and some right. really good games. You see this guy. Uh, I think the thing that jumped Stroud up there mm-hmm. was against Georgia when he had the game against Georgia. Really? Helped. Well, that's one game. You know, and and I think what you're looking at is the skill set of Bryce Young is almost immaculate mm-hmm. as long as 
he can handle the the pressure of the big guys in front of him. Mm, yeah, that's it. Stroud doesn't have everything, but he has a lot of everything. And that's kind of how you have to look at it. Six foot three versus a five foot ten guy. And that definitely, I think, is going to be a, a major, major decision. That's almost a half a foot. Okay. That uh, honestly, that means something. All right. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Mel Kuyper has a projected trade. The Titans jumping up eight spots. He phrases it. It's a fun deal to think about. Who knows if they'll do it? Who knows if they're moving on from Ryan Tannehill? They've gutted a, a big portion of their team. Right. They may move Derrick Henry when this is all said and done. Right. But to the, the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. Another big, big guy toting it for them. He's got the Tennessee Titans via the trade with the Arizona Cardinals taking Anthony Richardson. And look, I fight this coach. I I, I love the potential of what I see from Anthony Richardson. But if it doesn't work out, moving up that many spots to get into that number three, people are going to lose jobs over there. Well, and you're 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 talking about losing uh, picks in in next year's yes, draft. Yes, not and, just this and one 20, selection. 24's draft, yes. 25's draft. Yeah. You know, that's a big jump to get to number three. And again, you know, you've we've talked about Anthony Rich, Richardson uh, ad nauseum. With, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But, ad nauseum for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the quarterback position is one that you're, you're really willing to take a chance on because, you know, the, the, the guys that have picked number one over time has been about 50-50 whether or not they turn out or not. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a guy that's got so many intangible qualities uh, right. and 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 athletic qualities, that's one that you take a chance on. And I could see that happening. And I could see Arizona making a trade because mm-hmm. they're not going to take a quarterback and they need more than one guy. Uh, and and that's when you make a, 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 a pullback mm-hmm. to get more draft picks. And so it, it could be interesting. I, I'm not sure what to make of Anthony Richardson, but... He's one that you could take a chance on for yeah. sure. And and it might even be a real rebuild time, a real rebuild time right. in Tennessee. Now, let's not forget, they already took one guy that was at least talked about at this time last year as being a first-round draft choice and Malik Willis. He fell to the third round. They took him. He started a couple games because Tannehill was hurt, and it did not work very well. They ended up sitting him down. And going with the with the third stringer, uh, who was it? Was it Jared Stidham they put in there? Anyway, yeah. they put the third stringer in there. Basically, it almost like felt like they were throwing in the towel. Right. Lo and behold, they lost six straight. Jacksonville went on their roll, and and the rest is history. Uh, the the division is right here in Duval now. I don't know whether they're tearing up uh, this roster or not. I really well, uh, they they've certainly made enough moves in other areas mm-hmm. to make you think that uh, you know we're willing to make some gambles now because we're talking about. Not next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're sitting there looking and saying, you know, the Jaguars, you know, they had a pretty good run at the end. They got mm-hmm. a quarterback that can, you know, be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we're not worried about next year. We yeah. got to worry about going forward because yeah. this is going to be a, a long haul. This is Duval's division yeah, now. Absolutely. And by the way, I had a little brain fart. Jarrett Stidham stepped in yeah. out there, out west. When they sat down Derek Carr, Correct. it was the other SEC quarterback, Josh Dobbs, Dobbs that came in Dobbs, and, yep. and played against Jacksonville and made things interesting. Played pretty good. Yeah, at, at the end, he just scrambled his way to a, a play here or there before Josh Allen and company right. made their play. Right. All right, uh, real quick, just to finish up this this uh, quarterback discussion, uh, Will Levis taken fourth in Mel Kuyper's 
mock 4.0 to the Indianapolis Colts. That would be historic. Four quarterbacks taken in a row. Yeah. Now, I could see it happening if they move up because, uh, you know, again, I think that there are four guys that they feel are in the top 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you take them fourth or ninth or eighth, mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, uh, I I think if they feel like Levis is a, a, a potentially, you know, he's a little inconsistent, but it potentially he has some of the same traits and qualities, a big quarterback. Wow, yeah. You know, he can run a little bit. He's got a good arm, strong arm. He's got some of the intangibles. And, uh, you know, it may take him a little while, but, uh, you know, I think both the Colts and the Titans are in a position to say, we got to stay up with the quarterbacks coming into this mm-hmm. league because mm-hmm. it looks like, the, you know, it looks like ten, uh, the uh, Texans are going to take a quarterback. So now you got a, a brand new set of quarterbacks and, and they've got to keep pace or else they're in trouble. And I was in a situation where I didn't have a quarterback. Right. And if there's one that they think gives them a chance, mm-hmm. uh, there's a chance they could make that move. Yeah. If you if you reach and you get it right, then it makes all the sense in the world. You can mortgage your future if you get it right. If you don't, you could... I always quote Donovan Darius. I actually kind of paraphrase what he said. But... If you make a bad decision at any one position, it can mess you up and set you back for a year or two. You make a bad decision when it comes to the quarterback, it can set you back three to five years. And it's been a lot. There's been a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the way I counter that Mm -hmm. is the fact that if you don't have a quarterback now, you're set back for four or five years anyway. Yeah. Now, they're, they'll look at next year and they'll say what quarterbacks are available. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're in a bunch of them over there, right. you know, you're going to take the file when it's hot. If you're the fourth pick in the draft, right. you're probably going to take a quarterback if you think he's good enough to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to, to go forward. And think about the run that the Colts had for the longest time from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Right. They had hardly any drop-off as soon as they... Peyton was gone. They dropped to the bottom of the records uh, for 2012. They go out there, 2011, whenever it was. They go out there and they make Andrew Luck the number one overall pick. He takes him right back to the postseason. He ends up cutting his career short. But the combination of Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck was about about a decade and a half, if not longer than that. And when you have that, you have something. You really do. No question. And and, and again, uh, you know, that probably really was a dagger to the heart when Luck Oh my gosh! You know, decided to remember it was save his save his hide. I guess. Yeah. Well, he was twenty nine years old. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Had a big contract. Was willing to give it up and walk away. He wanted to be healthy. You have to yep. give him credit for making yeah. that decision and not necessarily regretting it. But then they went after that, just kind of chasing a Philip Rivers, right. a, a Carson Wentz, a Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. So they've they've tried to do everything to get back to that level of play. Thankfully. Here in Jacksonville, you finally have found a quarterback. Yeah, that's big. No question. I, I gave you the stat earlier, and it really kind of blew my mind. If you get the quarterback position right, you can stay competitive for a long, long time. Green Bay, in 43 of their last 63 seasons, let's just call that two-thirds of their 63 years that they've been playing football in the National Football League, they've had three quarterbacks. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. And those guys added up to eight NFL MVPs, seven NFL championships, and nine league passing titles. Yeah. 
You get it right, you are good for a long time. And see, part of that, though, is that when you make that quarterback selection, Mm -hmm. and this is what we did not do in Dallas, Mm -hmm. when you have a quarterback, pick one. Mm -hmm. Because when you get to the point where you don't have a quarterback, that's when we're talking about what's going on with gambling. Right. You know, now you're taking chances because you don't have one. Mm -hmm. If you look at Rodgers, he sat for... Two or three years, yeah, right? He sat for three years. Yeah, and and yet they were still competitive because they had Favre there. They mm-hmm. they had something to go forward. The guys that make the mistakes that don't pick quarterbacks mm-hmm. when they're there and they have the opportunity to maybe set themselves up for the future, and that's one that you want to set yourself up for the future. All right, let's get to your Jacksonville Jaguars and the draft board as coach has started to lay it out, eliminate guys that he thinks will be taken. We have mentioned a handful of guys. We'll continue to mention a handful of guys. But I just want to give you what Mel Kuyper did. Leading up to the 24th pick overall, he has Miles Murphy, defensive end out of Clemson, coming off the board 20th to the Seattle Seahawks. He has Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of Southern Cal, uh, going to the Chargers 21st. 22nd pick, Deontay Banks. That's another target that Jacksonville has been linked to, the cornerback out of Maryland. Gone. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, another cornerback off the board, going to Minnesota. Then Mel Kuyper has Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end out of Iowa, going 24th. What do you think? Well, I think Lucas Van Ness is a good player. I don't necessarily think he's the best edge rush guy that mm-hmm. you can get. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got some ability. He, he hasn't had a lot of sacks, uh, you know, which, you know, again, you know, that that's measurable i guess mm-hmm. uh, you you can you can look at potential right uh 65272 yeah and and you know i i'm not sure that would be my pick mm-hmm. uh you know again he's talking to a lot of guys so mm-hmm. he had seven sacks last season the thing that i think would frustrate any jaguar fan and not saying that they don't need to go back to the well again but they have drafted three of the last four drafts very high choices to rush the passer right and they have not been successful they need they need to fix it they yeah. still need to fix it well i think rushing the passer is one of the you know i would not be surprised at all if they take a guy that they think can help them rush the passer because mm-hmm. when you look at last year's team uh you just lost your two second and third sack guys mm-hmm. with smoot and key yeah and they weren't very good to, i mean the the total wasn't very good right. to begin with yeah so Dewan Smoot, a really good player, but not a great player. He's a good right. situational player. Right. And so they need to do something with the pass rush, that's for sure. And with Josh Allen being in his fifth year, you know, for the future, that's that position is strong. I'm yeah. just not sure he's the right guy. Yeah, it, it's a shame that Dewan Smoot had the ruptured Achilles because, you know, he'd average four to five sacks right. a year. He'd really come in at crucial times and make plays for you. Arden Key, we know the only reason we're here is because Arden Key was here. Right. Let's get that real. Yeah, he, he uh, built the city. <laughs> he built this place, yeah, just to be perfectly on, uh, <laughs> truthful about the whole thing. But anyway, he's gone to Tennessee, and those were guys that didn't add up to a lot of numbers. And I think the thing that's troubling, them, troubling me the most, Coach, is that they have thrown a lot of darts at the defensive side of the football, and, and this was when they were picking very high in the draft. They've used a number one overall pick, a seventh pick, a 20th pick. You can go on and on trading up to get to the 25th pick last year and get an outside linebacker and Devin Lloyd, and they just haven't hit the mark. 
Well, you know, that's a concern from the standpoint that it's unbalanced. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, the defensive guys, they made a lot more mistakes on and they have the offensive guys. True. And so ETN's a hit. Lawrence is a hit. You're right. You're little, right. little is a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Ingram getting a, a free, and free for that agency. Matter, Juwan and Cam. Juwan and Cam both. You know, uh, Fortner is a mm-hmm. hit in my opinion. So it, it troubles you because they don't have that same uh, situation on defense. But I'm going to tell you right now, in order for this team to win, mm-hmm. they need to play better defense next year. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're looking at just next year alone, uh, they they need to take some uh, – there's some more holes over there than there is on the offensive side of it. All right. I mean, that's honestly where we're going to land. Now, with Mel's mock, he had a couple of cornerbacks going right in front of Jacksonville, and then he also had another cornerback going after Jacksonville's pick. So as you sit here now, and we're two weeks and two days from the draft, where are you at with the most pressing need – Based on the way the board falls, well, you don't have to go need need. Yeah, well, it, it, to me, if the, you if there's a big there, mm-hmm. you take the big right okay. now. You know because they're hardest to find. If there's a if there's a pass rusher that they feel strongly about, mm-hmm. then I would take them. If there's an offensive tackle that they feel really strongly about, I think the third tackle or competition for Cam Robinson and Little is very important because you've got to protect the quarterback. Okay. And then my third choice would be a corner. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming from me, I'm not sure after all the time I spent in the NFL that I know what I'm talking about a corner because C.J. Richardson and... Uh, C.J. Henderson. Uh, uh, Henderson, yeah. excuse me, and Akuda. You know, has now been traded uh, from Detroit. But I thought they were both good enough to play for about nine years. You know, it just I, didn't work out. I, I feel like like you get a pass, I get a pass in the sense that those were the two top cornerbacks taken. We're going back three drafts. We're going back to to nineteen. Is that right? Going back to nineteen. Yeah, is that nineteen. Right? right. Yeah. So we're going back uh, three drafts. You know, counting this last year and. C.J. Henderson played less than a full season, or basically, yeah, about that, uh, before he was dealt to Carolina. Jeff Akuda now moves uh, from the Lions uh, to the Sunshine State. W- what was it about them? Was it just, is was it the competition they face in the college game versus the competition they face in the NFL game? Well, first of all, that could be part of it, because uh, we've talked before about the fact that there's one and a half to two percent mm-hmm. of all college players play in the NFL. Big time professional football. Yeah. So when they're playing in college, they're playing against probably 95, 96%, 98% of the guys they're playing against are not going to be pro athletes. That's a great point. When they get here, everybody, they're playing against the one and a half to 2% that are playing in the National Football League. So that's part of it. But also, it's, it's a mental. You know, that's why it's so subjective in the draft is the mental aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mentality is it, that's why everybody's a little worried about Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, does he have the 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 makeup that it takes? You know, if only if you're playing against one and a half or two percent of the guys, yeah. you got to be on your game all the time. It right. can't be one game you're on one game you're off. You take yeah. two or three plays off. It can't be that way if you're mm-hmm. going to be successful because the guy you're playing against oh, yeah. is probably as good as you are yeah. at what they're doing. Yeah, you have to commit to putting in the work, not just exactly. the plays, the work, 
that gets you to the plays. And and look, we we mentioned Akuda and and CJ Henderson. They're not the only guys that you know are examples of oh, know, yeah. just, just falling out in favor with their particular team. Uh, there there are a lot of guys like that, but you cannot miss more often than not in the top ten. Which Absolutely, is, Jacksonville. This is only the second time, coach, since twenty eight, since two thousand eight. That's hard to really put together in your head. This is only the second time since 2008 that this team will be picking outside the top 10. Well, and to go along with what you're saying, uh, you know, uh, Henderson Mm -hmm. only played a certain amount of time. Yeah, basically less than a season. Okay. And my next door neighbor, (laughs) I hate to say this because he doesn't really know football, (laughs) but he's a Florida Gator. Mm Mm-hmm. And he told me at that time, he says, I don't know about that Henderson guy because mentally, I don't know that, you know, he's really loves the game of football. So, you know, and of course, all I was looking at was what he did when he was His playing. man cover skills, skills were exceptional. Right, exactly. Well, uh, take another situation, Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. The one thing I know about Trayvon Walker is from everybody is that he's a hard worker he cares about it. He loves the game. He cares about it and all those kind of things. Well, when, when you get a guy like that, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. When you get a guy like Henderson or Jalen Carter, maybe. Maybe. You know, that's the concern because yeah. it, a lot of it is the approach that you take. I have no doubt that Trayvon Walker is working to be better right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt that, from everybody that I've talked to. I think that's why you always speak of the DNA of a player. Yeah, absolutely. Just what how, what's he made of? Is he yeah. is he the type of guy? You've heard me say about the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson, all he ever wanted, and we tried to do the same thing, was to, to draft smart guys mm-hmm. because smart guys learn mm-hmm. and smart guys uh can develop, yeah, and 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 I'm I'm obviously I, Henderson wasn't that kind of a guy. No, he wasn't uh, committed, and and uh, I believe Trayvon Walker is. Now I don't know about Jalen Carter because I don't know enough about him, but I know he could be a difference maker if he's one hundred percent. Yeah, he gets in trouble after the national championship. There was a fatality with them street racing, and then leading up to pro day, it looks like he comes in out of shape, and you can't help but raise uh, the questions in your mind as to whether or not this guy is going to be able Some people to, take to, that guy right off the board. Yeah. They don't even have him up on the board. He's on a, he's on a separate board, you know. This is And then if and then, he felt the number 56 or something, they yeah. might take him. Yeah. You know? And then other NFL teams say you're big, you're strong, we'll go fix get the you. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. All right, coach, this is good stuff. 2 days and 2 weeks. We'll see when we zero in on that draft pick where you ultimately go, where we go and where the Jaguars go. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us as always Campo and Joe. Uh, don't forget we'll be back next week and one week closer to the draft.